0: Welcome to Fiction Authors Talk Books, or Fat Books Podcast. This episode, we wanted to do a bit of a highlights reel from the first season, so we picked out some clips to give you a taste of the podcast. Hope you enjoy it, and let us know if you guys want another one. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to see your favorite author on here, send them this link, and they can get in touch with us at fatbookspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We take all authors who write fiction and have been published as long as they're polite. Thanks for joining us and on to the podcast.
1: This episode, I'm talking with a lovely Maggie Lilly. We were doing bath time with my son and uh, I sort of blurted out to my husband, I think I wrote a book. <laughs> and he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, I've been writing in the middle of the night. He was like, you're working on the blog, right? And I was like, no, no, this is different. And he was like, what did you write? And I'm it's a, it's a romance. It's a paranormal romance. And he was like, can I read it? Sure. And then he read it and like, he got to the sexy bits and was like, I feel like I've been neglecting you. And I was like, oh man, that's not, that's not the outcome I was looking for here. But he, you know, we, I finished the book. He and I just did a round of editing on it. And he was like, let's publish it. Like, let's, Let's give it a go. Can't hurt anything. You enjoyed it. It relaxed you in the middle of the night. So I I bought an image on deposit photos and turned it into a book cover and clicked publish in KDP with all of the forethought and an excitement of, well, that was fun. I'm gonna go start another story. And then, you know, I, I wrote another book in the next month and then another book following month. I don't remember how we started the conversation. I don't even think I had a reader group at the time. I think it was just on my regular Facebook page. I had posted something about grilled cheese and it became this thing. Like we were having very deep conversations about grilled cheese and the proper way to make grilled cheese. And then like three books later, I intentionally inserted a scene where the family was like, talking about different ways to make grilled cheese specifically whether you put mayo on the outside of the bread or whether you put butter on the outside of the bread
0: that is a hot debate like if you there are some people who are very like this is the only way to do it and if you don't you, you know you're a fool and you're uh-huh
1: yeah people so, have strong opinions that's for sure they do
0: uh, on a lot of things but especially food items like it it's it's really funny but so, your fans all had a grilled cheese debate. I
1: love it. Yeah, we did. We had a long conversation about the proper way to make grilled cheese. And then I put it in the book where like half the characters did the mayo technique and, and the other half of the characters were like, it's butter. It's butter or it's nothing. It's butter. <laughs> and then, like, even now, still, like that book came out in 2020. And I still get messages from people that are like, is the mayo thing for real? Is this a yeah. real thing?
0: Yeah. yeah, I heard yes. of the mayo thing recently too. And I, because I'm not supposed to have carbs. So, you know, I'm not all in up on the grilled cheese fads. But yeah, I saw the mayo thing recently and somebody was like, that's disgusting. I'm like, why? Like, why do you think that would be so disgusting? Like, I don't understand. It's oil and egg and you put oil on everything else. Like, I, I've i never tried it, or I guess I have, because I guess that's how restaurants do it. So if you've had grilled cheese at a restaurant, you've probably had it that way. But yeah, like, there were so many people that were so adamantly like, that's disgusting. And I'm like, I, I don't, you might not prefer it, but I don't know why that would, it's not like Worcestershire sauce or something, or soy sauce <laughs> or something completely off the wall
1: comparison to butter. It's like, so you, you do the mayo and it's supposed to be like the thinnest of thinnest, thinnest layers of mayo. Cause you don't actually want it to taste like mayo, but the mayo makes the bread toast more evenly yeah. and thoroughly so that you have toasted grilled cheese. Rather than you know than the butter and grilled cheese. Yeah. And this is still an ongoing hot topic, along with lasagna in with my readers. So now they post recipes that are like grilled cheese lasagna sandwiches. And I'm like, that's too much. We've gone too far. Go back. This episode I'm talking with the wonderful Letty Frame.
0: Though well, the yeah, food differences are amazing and that might actually be funny for us to talk about but what is the one it's like Spotted Dick? Tell me that's not like bull balls or something. It's a cake.
2: It's a pudding. See, so you'd have it like a dessert, sorry, that you would call it. It's quite nice. It's basically just fruit and you tend to have it with custard. It's quite oh.
0: nice. Well that sounds... Why did they call it Spotted Dick <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who came up with that name? They're out. <laughs> so, the things that always trip me up are for the longest time goldfish. I didn't realize that they were, so we would call them just we've got like Ritz crackers and things like that, Cheez Its, which would be similar.
0: Yeah, we have Cheez Its, they're square where the goldfish, the whole thing is. It's really popular for like toddlers to have a bag of goldfish because it's easy for the them fish. to grab, it's cute.
2: Toddlers was the one who was holding it. And I was thinking, are they letting that toddler carry a goldfish around? Oh, jeez. <laughs> but one of my uh, an author that i was reading had, had wrote that and um, and she actually had an adult who was eating them as well so it took a while before i was like okay i need to google this and that's yeah. when I Googled it and realized the actual snack
3: this episode i'm talking with the engaging dakota brown environment really does play a lot i have a hard time writing sex scenes when my partner is home i thought oh, that's funny to, yeah not have someone else in the house when i'm working on that My parents were here over the summer for several weeks and that was awkward. Yeah. Um, (laughs)
0: Yeah. I've had that too, where I kind of just looked at my mom like, you
3: need to go. Some of it is setting up your environment to give you the success. To some degree, I can write anywhere, but to some degree, if I'm really, really working on something, instead of just writing a few paragraphs, being in my own space is really important. I tried once to actually plot out a novel the way that they, quote, say you're supposed to, and I hated it every moment of it. It was terrible. I wrote the first part of the novel till I ran out of outline, and I hated every minute of it, and as soon as I ran out of outline, I was happy as heck. When I was a younger author, I would write myself in the corners, but I think with experience, you learn how to get around that. Like, I, I haven't yeah. written myself into a corner, and knock on wood, I'll do it in this next book, but um, I haven't written myself into a corner in years. But I use a hybrid method. I make kind of a summary of where I'm going and I update that summary as I get more and more in depth into the book. That helps keep me on track, but it doesn't take away the discovery that I enjoy so much in writing a book.
0: This episode I'm talking with the amazing Shiloh Walker. You went to one Nora Roberts
4: signing. Have you been to any other? No, I've been. Nora's had me at her store. Well, I, the first time I went out there, I was invited to speak at the Washington area romance writers event, and their signing was hosted by her store, so she was at that one. I think I've been to three signings there, and then a girls' oh, night nice. out there, possibly four. Oh, fun! Three or four. I can't remember the exact number. It's fun. Her assistant Laura, she teases me on it, but. The first time, especially, I was so intimidated i didn't even- i mean I couldn't even speak and then she she complimented me on a necklace that I was wearing, and I was like Ew. and and <laughs> the funny thing was the necklace was my mom's I needed something to wear with the dress, and um I'm more into darker stuff, not quite goth, but just almost that sort of vibe, and yeah. I wanted something a little bit not quite dressy but um more mainstream. And right. so I saw that necklace on my mom's. And so I called her that night. Yeah. And I was like, Hey mom, I'm keeping your necklace. And she's like, What? And she's like, Nora Roberts liked your necklace. And she complimented it. And so it's mine now. It's it's my good luck token. Um, you can't have it back. And I'm telling everybody that she liked it and you're you might as well just give it to me because I'm stealing it. And she just (laughs) laughed. I've got a blog on it and everything. But uh, yeah, it's my Nora Roberts necklace. I mean, I can literally see it hanging on my, um, I've got a jewelry rack hanging in my bathroom by the mirror where all my necklaces are. And I can see it right now, just looking at it. And every time I see it, I'm like, oh, that's my Nora Roberts necklace. And my mom just laughed at me and she was like, okay, you can have it. I guess I'll let you have it. (laughs)
0: episode i'm talking with the incredible lexi winston
5: uh try to avoid those kind of putting those kind of scenes in my books that require that much research not because i'm lazy or anything like that but people are really cruel if you get it wrong
6: you know so
5: i i try and avoid very specifics like i'll just make stuff up because it's fiction and i'll just make it my own instead of um picking something that already exists in real life yeah, Just, do you understand? Because you get people. No, it's they, I. They I come absolutely down on you hard.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. I do really enjoy the research. I have shelves and shelves of research books and like North mythology and all kinds of stuff. I fall down the the research rabbit holes really fast and hard.
5: You get all this deep research, you know, and here I am over over here researching how to grow weed. <laughs> oh. I have to uh, um, it 's because here in australia it it 's not eagle, so you know i need to if I have a character who which I do in an upcoming book who who is a, a runs a weed dispensary. I had to do all that research. And oh. my, my husband's over here going, you're going to get us arrested. You're going to get us raided by all this research. And I'm going to say, no, honey, they're going to take one look at my search history and realise that I am an author and that they don't need to come and raid our house. In one day, I'd researched various different drug manufacturing and, uh, oh God, and yeah. guns and how to bury a dead body and all of this kind of stuff. And I, I, I thought for sure I was going to get a, a, a knock on the door and, and at I... least someone asking questions.
0: I've looked at all those besides, I've never researched how to bury a dead body because I always do like the, I mean, my, my side is the FBI side where I want it found.
5: And the other question I got was, how do you write so many sex scenes and make them different? And I said, I watch a lot of porn. Yeah. Yeah. You do, you know, you well, flick it's a- like you got to figure it I out. Like, especially in group scenes oh One-on god yeah not too bad but group scenes and then and i also i also have to draw diagrams to work out like stick figure diagrams like oh know, god that's so tab funny. a goes into slot b sort of thing to make sure that oh god, everything's oh where it needs to be that is amazing
0: i do have to say that there are less and some i've had a few people bust me for this but there are less sex scenes in my books now that i live in an apartment because I don't have a backyard to let my dog out in anymore. So every time I go outside, I see people. He's, I walk him four or five times a day. It kills my flow. If people want more sex scenes in them again, I need to get the hell out of support.
5: <laughs> I quite often uh, go to um, coffee shops just to get out of my house and just for a, a change of scene. And I quite often go sit in a coffee shop and write but I can guarantee you, I cannot write a sex scene in a coffee shop because I'm constantly glancing around to see who's looking over my shoulder to, you know, look at my screen or, you know, I have to have my back to a wall so no one's actually reading over my shoulder. And yeah, no, the sex scenes, they have to wait until I come home to write, then (laughs) write out in public because I feel my face flush red and.
0: (laughs) This
1: episode I'm talking with the beautiful Barbara Russell go through layers, uh, so I just revise, 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 so that I can add more details until I something I'm happy with. So how do you, do you like leave
0: breadcrumbs for your characters for like to look at later and kind of that's how you can see the growth or just in your plots in general?
1: Oh, I I try to do that. Oh, I think I I do that, but yeah, because since I, I write an outline, I keep in mind the character arc and uh, try to find this little seed throughout the story. And uh, yeah, the idea is that when you reread the story, you might notice all these things, but sometimes it's not like, or some readers work like, super fast and they don't notice all these little details. So, but... <laughs> It's a bit sad when this and when you say, oh, but I put these little details and no one noticed. <laughs> yeah. You, you do the same? The, the Easter eggs and breadcrumbs?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm big on breadcrumbs. I, oh, wow. I like the breadcrumbs. Not in just in my stories in real life too. This episode, I'm talking with a loquacious Emma Moody.
6: Now, for example, in Altered Goliath bashes the, the human, Goliath is his direwolf. Goliath, because of of his trauma, he has to shift of a full moon. If they don't let him shift when it's a full moon, it doesn't hurt him, but he will whine and howl and throw a hissy fit until he gets to shift. And so they just let him shift. Mm-hmm. He can shift outside of the full moon. Yeah, He doesn't have to be shifted the entire time, but he just feels that extra urge to shift um, during the full moon. They can shift whenever they want to. I gotcha. Now you do have uh, latent shifters, which are people who, have an animal that but have never been able to shift, okay, do you have latent shifters, and there's a joke in there that's oh you're a latent shifter where somewhere somewhere back in your family tree, one of your great whatevers did it with uh your your great whatever's shifter half and then comes through not everyone's been able to shift, and then one day you wake up naked lying in your um the elderly neighbor's flower bed because you've shifted for the very first time, okay, that kind of thing can happen as well, but it's not a very common occurrence
7: episode i'm talking with the darling ivy asher i do get a lot of hate emails um because i swear a lot in my books and for some reason that's been like the one my use of fuck or any kind of like derivative of fuck really just pisses people off for some reason i get a lot of messages about that I get a lot of um there's always like you could be a great author if you if you did you know why didn't you you weren't such an idiot exactly Mm -hmm. or always there's always like a handful of comments like when an ad goes out for a book there's always a handful of comments like on an ad of people like complaining about the use of language I mean I have you know, warnings that all of my books are like adult and that I use like language and graphic sex yeah. and graphic violence and all of that. But I've learned that a lot of times readers don't read. And so people just yeah. like never ever see any of the warnings and then they dive in and they get a little bit of a shock and then they get mad. So it happens. Yep. Luckily, yep. I've gotten a lot more love for the things um so it definitely drowns out the hate but i swear once a week i will open an email that is somebody complaining about my use of language so it's just really funny i'm like women can say yeah. fuck too you're gonna be okay oh uh, it's just also stressful yeah. though there's no one right way or wrong way to literally do anything and no, you start to not. learn that i think you know, a couple years in, you know, you don't want to get stuck chasing anything, especially if it's not going to do shit for you. And right. um and you just kind of learn to figure out like what's working for you. I felt a lot of pressure to like be more on TikTok or taking advantage of like the newer platforms that, you know, can give you the opportunity to like blow up more. Yeah. I've been really lucky to be able to, like, be on the sidelines and seen the amazing things that have been happening, but also sometimes the downside of it as well. But it's been rewarding for me to be like, okay, like, I'm good. Like, I am good. I don't feel like I need to be doing more than I am. I feel so fucking lucky and happy and just, like, good. Like, with where I'm at, I don't need just I don't know wait for me like I don't have to do more than I'm doing I don't have to like try and figure out how to be an influencer on in the book talk world I don't have to try and figure out the next like big thing because I just like I can't I I don't have the mind for that I don't have like the marketing I just don't I just want to like tell you a, a kick-ass story about a character that got me super fucking excited and i hope that you feel the same way and if you don't cool and if you do fuck yes let's hang and for yeah. me like i don't know just that realization that like i can just do my thing and like it'll be fine uh yeah. it's just been like a game changer and i know it doesn't happen for everybody and it doesn't always come as quickly as it has for me when i tell you like i've just been fucking beyond lucky i really have yeah but i think anyone who's been in the game for a minute like you know you for sure and i and like some of the others out there like you just realize that you do what you can do and it's enough and and that's like a kick-ass feeling when you when you don't feel like you i don't know have to do it differently or or any of that shit this
0: episode I'm talking with the fun-loving Jules and Hunter. Now you're Hunter and Jules and that's how Jules Hunter became the name. Yes. Yeah. Okay so who decided that give me how that came about I guess like just one day you went let's be Jules Hunter or how (laughs) give me the origin (laughs) story of your superhero. Hey let's be Batman. Basically um
7: we were stuck in a dungeon long long ago the galaxy far far away (laughs) far away yeah
0: (laughs) that's really funny because my dog's name is vader so you know
3: he's oh that's even better
0: so there was a dungeon she had you chained up got it got it
1: yes yes and as i was whipping him i decided i wanted
6: to change my name legally (laughs) there's there's a whole awful story behind my real name um my dad named me after his mistress that he was actually with while I was being born. So my name has just always been contentious for me. So I wanted to-
0: I can't imagine why. Right, right? No, yeah. How many years of therapy did that one take you? Like Jesus mother, yeah. That's how I'm a writer because I had no therapy. (laughs) Writing is my therapy.
1: Writing is therapy.
0: Oh, for sure. This episode, I'm talking with the terrific Belle Harper,
8: and that's when we worked out that bumblebees are scary as fuck and uh we all ran screaming and um everyone laughed at us, but stuff that those bumblebees don't know what the crap they're doing and they smack into you. It is scary as crap when you live in a country with a lot of bugs that like bite and kill you. So we were running like, away from bumblebees. So yes, we've decided we'll never go back to a place that has crazy bumblebees. Okay. So I can't remember what state that was in, but we we are nodding back. We are good
0: that's all over the u.s
8: it was it was only there like in pennsylvania area because we went to um the amish country too so yeah there was bumblebees there too so it must be somewhere in that area he lives wherever he lives um there's bumblebees and they're scary and we didn't like them okay well, I'm
0: just warning you there's actually bumblebees all over the country. Okay,
8: well, I I'm just And
0: they're not scary.
8: But they're so slow flying and they're so huge. Like how do they fly? It's so weird. It is very weird, but that's such a big body. I'm allergic to bee stings
0: and those are the ones I'm not scared of cuz you can get away from them fast. So, you have everything poisonous and, yep. and dangerous and you're scared of the bumblebees like that yeah my whole family we're like no nope. I can't tell you how hard <laughs> it is not to laugh right now at you
8: <laughs> you can laugh not in the mean way that sounded very mean all the Americans are laughing at us yeah they watched us running out of the park we were like no nope, no nope, we're out in this no nope, more we left
0: oh my goodness
8: <laughs> we didn't even do half the tour we're like no we're done yeah I do yeah, that because no. I'm
0: allergic to yep. bee stings but uh you know and I don't want to die
8: <laughs> yeah we're not oh
0: my goodness yeah
8: it's, I think it's the fact that you're just standing there and they just like buzz right close to you. We're just not used to that. And they yeah. smack into you because you're a bit done.
0: Well, especially if you wear any kind of perfume <laughs> or any of your things smell, they're looking for flowers. So yeah. they just kind of meander, give you a sniff <laughs> and then meander on their way again. Oh. Uh okay you have everything terrifying and you're scared <laughs> of our baby bumblebees oh my goodness because
8: we don't have them here because they're big giant beasts. no you just have like killer hornets and <laughs> no we don't have those you know. <laughs> we don't have them either we just have regular bees mm-hmm. i'm sure you got killer or something with wings <laughs> <laughs> well our bees sting as well <laughs> well yeah no we do have european wasps which are a big pest at the moment because they're not, they're, they're not from here. Someone introduced. They're invasive. Yeah. It's like the deer. We have so many deer because someone had a deer farm and like all the deer came out. And so now we have a whole bunch of deer and people keep hitting deer. It's like, it's just so weird. Cause it's not like a thing. Like that wasn't everything, like say 10 years ago, but now we've got all these deer Oh geez. in our forest. It's like, where are they going to hit a kangaroo or wombat or a deer? It's like, surprise. <laughs> Good luck. No one's expecting a deer.
0: Yeah, I lived in Wyoming for a bit. They have serious problems with their deer and it's not a small state. So you drive along and it's like every five miles, there's a beware of deer sign. And that has to cost a lot of money to have all those flipping signs all over the damn place. So I used to get annoyed and be like, okay, you know what? Just put a sign as you enter the state. We have a lot of deer. Good fucking
8: luck. Like, (laughs) do you need it every five freaking miles? Like that's funny it's, but it's true yeah we have a lot of kangaroo signs a lot of kangaroo signs where i live anyway because we have a lot of kangaroos because i'm in the bush yeah
0: So <laughs> i'm five i always giggle when i hear somebody say i'm in the bush
8: <laughs> it's not even
0: the dirty factor it just sounds so like it's just i don't know it just it's not something we hear around here what do
8: you call your forest oh you call it a forest yeah or we have swamps you know like yeah okay okay well, we just don't have the bush it is technically called a forest so i, I live but we just call it the bush because we're australian so i guess that's just what we use i know
0: and it's it's very endearing that you guys say it like that like please don't worry about saying it differently for me like whatever it's fine i just i'm just explaining why i keep giggling <laughs> like, i don't want you to think it is dirty like <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a dirty thing I just think it's so endearing like you know a good old Aussie Bush yep this episode I'm talking with the charming Tessa Cole <laughs> okay so uh, you're like this is my first and last podcast <laughs> oh my god <laughs> this is our intro basically but to explain to everybody who's listening we all were good kids and tessa and i and my podcast editor all got on about 10 minutes early to check settings and make sure we were all here we were all professional it is an hour later where we can finally start recording because oh dear yeah uh
1: that was fun
0: And I'm like, I don't, one, I don't know what to do. Cause this is why I have a sound editor guru who does all this stuff. And we've not had any problems really. It's been a couple of like, wait, just flip this setting up. Oh, we're all good. Okay. Restart it like no big deal. Like I think the most was me for 15 minutes because. My earbuds kept connecting to the other computer in the other room, and I didn't know how to make it stop. So I just plugged in. Well, hey, now you've gotten Um, it out of the way, and the rest of your the rest of your podcast recordings will go smoothly now. The fact that we got like I think this is like twelfth or thirteenth recording, like considering we've gotten this far and we haven't really had any issues much at all, like that. I'm sorry it was you, but like. It's kind of a miracle that we got this far and we haven't had any real issues. Yeah. But but I'm like, the messages from you of like, can we just start drinking? I'm like, sure. You know, I can't see what you're doing. I'm not your mom. Like, (laughs) (laughs) There will uh, definitely be wine after this. Wine always gives me a migraine and a hangover. However, comma, I do like a good whiskey. Mm. Recently, I discovered Jack Daniels whiskey apple with a blackberry ginger ale it is lovely it is the loveliest of lovely if i'm being honest it sounds dangerous i mean i think everything is if you don't behave with well it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like those coolers right like the, the the sweet coolers and you think oh yeah this is really good and you're just drinking them not realizing that they've got more alcohol than a glass of wine yeah that's true then of course you stand up and realize This episode, I'm talking with the engaging Sedona Ash...
2: I had the girl later when she learned to fly had her take her to her wings again and she was flying with the Griffin and all the other mates were kind of freaked out because she shouldn't have really been as high and he was playing a little rough and um, she got the hang of it and was very proud of herself because you're, is her point of view you know they're watching and I switched between point of views in the two chapters and they're like oh she's doing so good and she's like elegant and like you know just really coming into her own and then she smacks a bird with her face and she dies because it's she's a phoenix so she dies all the time because she's clumsy no and so then i got to do my one piece of poetry i have ever written in my life and so my next chapter when it switched to her point of view was like i was beauty i was grace until a bird smacked my face because then of course she (laughs) she just disintegrated and that all her mates are on the ground, just like, oh, look, she's beautiful. And then poof, she's gone in a cloud of feathers because both her and the bird disintegrated. Do you know how much research I had to do, though, to make sure it was entirely possible? Because clearly that matters. It doesn't matter that I have a phoenix and a griffin flying through the air, but it really mattered to me to make sure that you could hit a bird with enough velocity to actually unalive yourself. Oh, yeah. The, one of the lines that keeps getting quoted to me is, so one of my characters, she doesn't curse in real words, she curses in made up words. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, Snuffle snuffin nut or something like, it's a very hard line. I had to sit there and say it like 30 times in a row to even make sure. And then I cackled knowing that my narrator's going to have to say it out loud, but I'm seeing it posted now. And I'm like, really, that, that was, that was the line. But sometimes I know you're a plotter. You don't have this. Sometimes I get thrown.
0: Oh no, I still get that. I still get that.
2: And my husband does not understand. I will try to explain it. And he just thinks that I'm crazy, but I'm like, no, no. He's not wrong, you know, this is but it's true. This is true. This is true. <laughs> and we know that science has proven that our brains are computers that work puzzles all the time. So while we're doing our other yeah. tasks in the background, it is processing information that we are not even thinking about so that makes sense yeah. it's working out the plot line and the story and everything that's how when I sit down to write then I can write because it's already worked out a lot of these details even if it's not on paper but I had one scene and um I was messaging my outfit and I'm like oh wait till you this this scene is a it's a total like shocker it's you're just it's you're gonna be so shocked because I knew what was coming right mm-hmm. and I wrote to that last chapter because it was um, part of a series and it was the Cliffhanger ending, right? And I knew, and I was excited. I was like fingers flying and he turns the phone to show her this ultimate betrayal thing, right? Except it wasn't Mm. the person that I thought it was going to be the entire book. Like the entire book, oh my. I knew it was this person in the storyline from her past, mm-hmm. but it ended up being the person I didn't expect from her past. Yeah. And so he turns the phone, and my character just like her heart stops and she gasps. And I'm literally gasping in real life. Like <gasps> this
0: episode, I'm talking with my super awesome, totally cool editor about a bunch of this and that. But it's just mm-hmm. in my mind that ringing like somebody is gonna sprite is gonna if if we, if we let that the kind of thing slide, I'm gonna get a review that the editing sucks and da 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 they can't even keep their words straight. But in general, we're really good about it. Like even the eco gym thing and like how did we do this and like so that's really the only time I get not snippy. Yeah, I get kind of snippy sometimes, but I don't mean to. It's just it's like we have to keep this. It it's more snippy. like a desperate plea. We have to keep this straight. <laughs> I don't take it as
9: sippy. No. Not at all. I think it's keeping me in mind. Like I'm just being but Sometimes I'll take you like the half siblings, half sister, half brother thing. That is a nightmare. Oh God, that your your text was so funny. I was like, listen. <laughs> but it was so funny. Before you see this, just know that someone in the universe at Merriam Webster said half sibling is what, half siblings hyphenated, but half brother and half sister aren't, and that makes zero sense. Yeah. But you're gonna see it, and you're gonna think that I'm nuts. But
0: that's how it is. But I love when you do that because you're right. I almost forgot about that text because I looked at it like days later, and I was tired, and I was like, "What the?" I'm like, "Oh, wait, nope, she warned me." But yeah, I love when you do that, and it's (laughs) it's super funny. Yeah, I get this this text from my editor. Okay, the book's almost done. Just so you know, Miriam Webster is crazy. Half sibling is this, and half brother and half sister are this. It's not my fault. We can do it however you want, though like please don't be upset or don't think i'm I'm, i think you said don't think i'm slacking or something (laughs) i just laughed
9: (laughs) i'm just going through there thinking who decided this and i know aaron's going to come back and be like you missed this what is this and mm, i wanted to get in front of that
0: in general i when that kind of stuff happens i do tend to look it up on my own because i'm not like that lazy and um no matter what some people say i'm a lazy author or whatever um I I do tend to look it up. It's more when we can't find it, or it's not even in the dictionary because I'm making up words that I'm like, oh, what did we do last time? Or how did we handle, what's still on the list? And I don't even have a copy of the list. You're just the boss of the list of weird spellings.
9: Right. And I just, I'll look for a word that's similar. You know, if they're like, I can't even think of an example, but I'll look for a word that's similar and see if it's hyphenated or see if it's one word and then we just wing it yeah no we don't wing it but we just no, sometimes we, just we wing it create and our fine. Own set I mean, of rules
0: yeah it's as long as we're consistent i don't i tend to not care about the answer it's when it goes back and forth and i reread old books and i'm like
9: mother what one that sticks out to me is pop tarts when you did the different pop tarts and Kellogg's, bless their souls, they made Wildberry Pop-Tarts three different ways, three different boxes, yeah. and I said, pick one. You were going to lose your mind marketed this three different ways over the years. Just pick
0: one. Yeah, and you were like, I don't know what to do, I don't know the right answer. And that was the one time I was like, I don't care. Or that's not the only time I'm like that, <laughs> but just, I in general I'm like that. I'm like, I don't care. Like whatever whatever answer you like the only thing I really get picky about is Mother trucker is two words to me because that's a Chicago thing. I know Merriam Webster or whatever says it's one word, but if you say it right, it's two words. Thanks again to all the authors who joined us for the first season. We had a lot of fun and it was great to meet everyone. Also to all our fans for checking out this podcast. I hope you like what you heard and decide to stick around. Please make sure to subscribe to the fat books podcast on YouTube or Spotify or that little purple icon on your Apple device. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on who we're recording with and when episodes are coming out. There's also a Patreon if you want to support the podcast and keep it going. The Three Naughty Witches just came out a couple weeks ago, and in a couple weeks is going to be Artemis University 22. And then we have more coming down the pipe in April that I think you guys will really enjoy. Thanks for staying till the end, and hope you enjoyed it.